Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Well, just when you thought it was safe to put away your summer clothes, it is now 90 degrees in New York City. The trees are going, wait a minute, it's fall. I thought we we're supposed to turn colors. You know, what's going on here? So, But before I talk to my fantastic guests on today's show, I would like you all to say a quick hello to my producer, who is cool as a cucumber every day of the year. Oh, Even don't though I she, wish. She, she wasn't feeling well this week and, might, and had a little bit of a fever, but you're still cool. <laughs> Hi, Lori. Hi, Jane. How are you? So, you're a trooper. You are a trooper. So, but speaking of cucumbers, which are also very healthy, my first guest is Alyssa Goodman. She is a stellar holistic nutritionist and lifestyle expert. She is coming to us from beautiful L.A. And after the break, speaking of stars, I will be talking with Jason Kim. He is a master ceramicist. He is the genius behind the world's most recognizable celebrity smiles. And he'll tell us all how we can have star smiles. So please stay tuned for that. But first, let's meet Alyssa. I recently met her at a dinner at the famed Fig and Olive restaurant right here in New York City. And she has created for this restaurant, as well as other Fig and Olives in California, Chicago, and D.C., a delicious Mediterranean menu in association with the National Breast Cancer Association. October is, after all, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Not that every month shouldn't be, but recipes rich in fruit and vegetables, fish, and olive oil, which she created for Fig and Olive, keep us not only healthy and disease-free, but studies have also shown they may help prevent breast cancer from returning. Alyssa, I might add, is absolutely stunning. And if I could be assured I would look like her, I would give up dairy products forever. Trust me. I hear her giggling in the background. She is. <laughs> oh, she also has a very compelling life story, which she herself will tell us all about. But briefly, she was diagnosed with cancer at age 32. And since then, her mission has been to educate and encourage healthy, mindful living. After all, we are, as she says, a product of what we eat and how we treat ourselves. And how true is that? To that end, aside from counseling her professional and celebrity clients, she collaborates with health and wellness partners throughout L.A., including M Cafe, Air One Markets, L.A. Juice, and Earth Bar, with whom she has created Healthy Airport Food, which launched in LAX. How fantastic is that idea? And I also encourage everyone to read her book, Cancer Hacks, A Holistic Guide to Overcoming Your Fears and Healing Cancer. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you so much for being with us. Wow. Thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. I'm all so very, honored. I'm all, all, honored all to be on the true. show. You walked into this restaurant. And I said, who is this gorgeous, stunning woman? And it was Alyssa. There you go. You're a perfect example of what you tell others to do, I must say. But, you know, I have the to say this. The feeling was mutual. Oh, you're too. so sweet. So, um, I have to tell you this. The minute you, I met you. You're just, a, you're such a sweetheart and you said such nice things, such positive energy comes from you. But I have to tell you this, Alyssa, my son lives in DC and I've been looking for anything other than a Cinnabon and Roy Rogers outlet on I-95 since he moved there. So please bring Earth Bar to every single airport in America, as well as every rest stop on every highway throughout the country. 
Please. I know. I know. That's a brilliant idea. I would love to do that. Um, I know. It's, it's really the future. So it's, it's moving future. in that direction. It's moving slowly, sadly, but um, we mm-hmm. are definitely hoping to, I know a lot of functional MDs and doctors and people are getting into this whole movement with hotels and restaurants and, um, you know, just trying to offer healthier options. So it, it, you must, I mean, it, it has happens to. soon. It, there's nothing you can eat on the entire highway, and it's it's unbelievable. You'd think that somebody would want something other than a double cheeseburger, but <laughs> I don't know. That's why Americans are so unhealthy, I guess, for to begin with. So yeah. Thank thank uh, thank scary. goodness for you. It it's really really scary. <laughs> it is scary. Thank you. But thank speaking you. of of scary, your personal journey. You were diagnosed at uh, with cancer at 32. So tell us a little bit about that and then how you subsequently began to take control of your health and, and also find your purpose in, in healing others. Well, just in a nutshell, um, I came into the world, I feel like when I look back, I'm not the healthiest person. I didn't have a strong immune system because I feel like my whole entire life, I was always getting sick and any kind of illness that came along, I got it. And it was really frustrating. I think that I just started to live with it, but I mean, I had digestive issues and sinus issues and I got mono and shingles. And I mean, everything you could imagine, I was always battling. So I think my immune system was never really super strong. And in those days, I don't think, you know, we didn't focus on that, especially as a kid. Um, my emotional well-being was also not terrific. I came into a family that was massively type A personality and very, very driven, very successful. Um, and I love them dearly. It's not a knock on them, but I think my whole makeup of my being was, um, not really capable at the time to keep up with all of that and to feel like I could. So that was another component. I think growing up, those two things were not the easiest. So I feel like it's been a very long journey. And thank God today, I just feel fabulous and have never felt better, but it has, and I'm in my mid fifties, but it has been a long journey because of those you know, just trying to deal with the emotional toxicity of my environment um, and the pressure I put on myself as well. And just being sick all the time and not really knowing the right things to build my immune system and also the right things to eat to be energized. So my mother um, was an asthmatic. And so she took me to a place in Tecate, Mexico called Rancho La Puerta. Oh, my favorite. That, you love Rancho La Puerta? Mm-hmm, yes, I do. You know, it's so interesting how I find a lot of people don't know about it, but it's been around for so long. And um, she used to take a group of women from Arizona, that's where I grew up, to this Ranch La Puerta twice a year for seven days. And when I was 16, she took me off and on till I was probably 25. And because like, she knew, you know, that I wasn't healthy and she was trying to educate me, which was a beautiful thing. And I hated going, shockingly that I could say that now. Now I crave to go back. Right. At 16 (laughs) and 18, 
and 20, I mean, I just wanted to be with my friends and I wanted to be home still eating the sugar and, you know, drinking my Cokes and watching TV. And, but this was all about yoga, meditating, really, really healthy food, massages. I mean, when I say that herbal now, wraps, like, oh. remember the herbal wraps, herbal they still wraps. have them. Yeah. The hair, the yes. oil treatments, we used to wear hair in braids. Oh. <laughs> I think they basically made, it was what's, what was so interesting. I feel like I remember, and I'm not sure if I'm remembering right, but they made you have a massage every day after a whole exercise, you know, you got up and hiked and, and it was like, it was kind of mandatory or people, or maybe it was my mom. She was like, you got to get a massage every day. Um, but it was, it, I watched these women that she took and herself change in seven days. They were completely different women than walked on that piece of property that first day. They were more energized. They were happier. They were not as depressed. I mean, I remember going into town really quickly and, um, having Mexican food, which really did sort of mess up the whole week on a Saturday night. And they were dancing on the tables. They were so happy. And, and my mom didn't need as much asthma medication. So that in a nutshell, I feel like instilled in me that there was a better life and there was a better way to live. Um, so I, I think, thank you, mom, for giving me that opportunity, but I did go to college and then went, moved to New York and followed in their footsteps, just the fast pace, trying to keep up, you know, it was all about success, not really about health and wellness and mental well-being and um, ate really super crappy and was sick all the time again. And I dabbled in the, the nutrition, but I didn't live it. And when I met my husband and we moved from New York to LA, I was diagnosed with a cancer. And it wasn't really, when I look back now and I'm sitting here, it wasn't a surprise because of everything leading up to it the toxicity of my mental well-being and the food and all the things that had gone on in my life and the stress. I had enormous stress and I couldn't really, I wasn't good at dealing with the stress. What so type of cancer? It was cancer? pretty scary. Lymphoma? It was Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I went to three doctors and in a nutshell, um, one of the doctors, it was also very eye-opening and changed my world and sort of how I practice today. He said to me, it's an early stage of Hodgkin's and let's talk about your life. You don't look happy and you look stressed. And I was a doctor asking me these questions and talking to me like that was like, whoa, nobody, no doctors do that uh, in those days. And I just burst into tears. I'm not happy. I dress is crazy and work and, you know, life is sort of overtaking me. And he's let's, let's talk about that because this has a lot to do with what's happening with you. And it was such a beautiful moment. I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, wow, somebody really, you know, gets it. And I ended up doing half of the radiation that they, they recommended. And I did not choose to do chemo. And interestingly, my oncologist actually fired me because I wouldn't follow his protocol. Um, but I did find an oncologist, radiologist that did the radiation. And I, that's when I really dove back into that Ranch La Puerta days. And I did start doing yoga and I tried to meditate, which was very difficult. Still to this day, it's a little hard. Yeah. And because of that background of instilled in me. But um, I started juicing 
there was one juice place in LA and um, I would go get carrot juice almost daily. And my, my, my pumps of my hands turned orange. I was so from the carrot juice. Right? I drank so much. <laughs> I know. Yes. I love carrot juice. <laughs> I mean, there weren't options like there are today in the juice market. You know, it was just beet juice, carrot juice, spinach, carrot apple, I mean, carrot apple, right, celery. Carrot, exactly. exactly. It didn't. It but you bland, know something, right? Alyssa, I think in, in years ago, I'm, I know years ago, people did not associate stress uh, with illness, nor did they associate diet. You know, anything that was associated with diet was, you know, ulcers or, or you know, the gastric, uh, what do you call it, uh, reflux or, you know, acid mm-hmm. indigestion. It didn't mm-hmm. associate how important diet was. And and now, you know, what how we think uh, is so important to our well-being. And that's something right. that you have to uh, thank goodness today there is this huge association which makes us I think you know for people who believe in it much much healthier as as you have right. have said so I think it's a uh, I think we're living in an age if you if you're open for it that we can really really get help uh, such you yes. give help in this in this area yes. I I just want to say quickly about the gold. I was thinking of the ranch. I used to go to the Golden Door as well and ranch. And Deborah Zeke was a very good friend of the family. Uh-huh. And I remember one trip years ago. I mean, we went, I went with my parents in the late 50s, you know. So it was, you know, there was like one casita and a little road of, there was nothing. Now it's like an industry there. It's gorgeous. But my husband decided right. to have, when, when, I, when we got married years later, uh, Mexican food the night before we traveled on that Saturday, as you were talking about. And I said, don't, don't have it because we're all like detoxified and you know having the, yeah. the juices and, the, and so he goes no 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 I must I must so we go to this Mexican restaurant well it didn't really hit us until he got on the plane and he got this horrible case of food poisoning so we basically had a, I think the pilot had to come into another landing because he was that sick so it was like I told you you cannot take a week and really take care of yourself and eat something that yes. was toxic so anyway how telling is that right? how, 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 exactly. telling, how telling is that yeah Right. Your, his body was healthier and a bit cleansed, right, and detoxed. And then he put something in his body that just, yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't healthy and your body reacts to it. I mean, I think most of us, I feel like, live in that the world. It's scary to see how many people aren't in touch with their body and the food component and how food can change how you feel mentally, sleep, skin, sex drive. I mean, it's not normal for all of us to be so tired and stressed and have no sex drive and have the hormonal issues we do and have autoimmune diseases. I mean, I'm sure you've been hearing about the rise in it's an epidemic, the autoimmune diseases these days. And 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 it's coming from stress. Totally, completely. And I I completely agree. Stress and food. And I also think people, uh, for the the most part, I mean, obviously not everyone, and uh, feel that not feeling well is sort of the normal. I mean, I don't think they know what feeling good is because they always, Mm -hmm. they never feel good. So they think, well, I don't feel like bad today, so I must be okay. But they don't feel good either. And And I think that's, that's something that you should feel, as you say, you feel wonderful. You feel fantastic. Um, Lori always feels uh, wonderful. So I, I think we should, I mean, that's something we should strive for. But I think to your point also, Alyssa, that uh, we are so inundated today with all these theories on nutrition, I mean, that weren't happening years ago, that 
it's it's almost confusing to a lot of people. It's it's almost easier to eat that damn cheeseburger <laughs> than to find something that you can eat. So and, right. and your philosophy, right. you know, I'm reading your blog and and your book, and and you've really simplified it. So, you know, what is it? Tell us a little of your philosophy of healing and wellness. Well, you're you're so right. I mean, I. I preach this like lately all the time because um, nutritionists and dietitians and even doctors and we've gone so, and even just bloggers, we've gone so crazy with certain ideas um, with certain illnesses. Like you can't touch those certain vegetables or with breast cancer, you can't touch any soy. And we've gone, you know, we've just gone like off the charts um, to the extreme. I think that is, sort of America for you. Um, mm-hmm. So my philosophy is very much staying true to yourself, um, really getting back in touch with what feels right. Like you're saying, most of us don't know when we feel good. And I never did myself. So I know what that feels like. I was surviving, not thriving. Mm-hmm. And we eat something and our stomach hurts, but then we eat it again the next day. And we eat it again the next day. So I, I feel like you've really got to like be in touch and eat something if you don't feel good maybe that doesn't agree with you because you know i could have i I love cashews i i i put cashew milk in my coffee but i can't have a handful of cashews because i get a stomach ache so i am really in tune with uh, what things how like are good for me and what aren't but um i know no one really follows that that lineage and i feel like you just got to eat real food go back to the basics it's really not that difficult. I mean, real food is here for a purpose and a reason, and it's full of nutrients and antioxidants and phytochemicals. And it's when it, when it's not processed, the body knows how to absorb it and knows how to absorb the nutrients and digest it. And, um, it's, it's really not that difficult to pick up an apple or a banana or some fruit or, you know, just salad or, greens and it's really those are where the energy is that you know so they grow from the sun and it's very energy producing for the body instead of you know toxic coffee or um all these things you know the sugar and the processed food is we all know you know fake food and processed food isn't does a number on us. Um, I know sometimes you definitely, when you're, what you're saying, when you're traveling, when you're out for dinner, it's hard to get what you really truly want. So I'm not someone that is strict. I'm very much of a flexitarian or I'm an 80, 20, 80%. I'm a chicken, a vegan who cheats. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. Although I'm not a vegan. So that's, yeah, I'm 80% vegan, 20%. I've gone that way because the kids are gone. They were animal protein eaters, 20% out protein. But I, you know, I go out to dinner and I have, I have steak once in a while and I have chicken that isn't organic. And, you know, I have salmon that isn't wild or sometimes I will have some fish that is probably has mercury in it, but it's okay. And that is all okay. But as long as we're like living more of a lifestyle that we're in touch with mentally and physically um, with ourselves and that we are eating, you know, salads and fruits and vegetables more often. um, I do feel like it's, and I love soy. Um, I do love the fermented tempeh, which is one of my protein sources. And 
not all soy is bad. And we have sort of claimed, you know, said it's all bad um, because we have a lot of processed soy. And there's definitely GMO soy. Mm -hmm. So that's bad. But there's organic soy and tempeh. And if you have it two or three times a week, it's not going to do anything to you. Um, And same with people who have hypothyroidism, who they say you can't have any cruciferous veggies. Well, you'd have to eat a pound of broccoli a day to have it inhibit your thyroid. Well, if so, you cook it, if you cook it, Alyssa, is it okay if you have the, yeah. the issues and you cook the, you know, yeah. I, I just want to, yeah. uh, I just want to jump in here because uh, bring it back to fig and olive, the, 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 the menu that you created was, uh, will that be all year by the way, or is that just for the month of October? Is that going to be offered Sadly, during the year? Just October. Just October, but you have to bring it back. Cause you know something, it was, I know. Absolutely. It was delicious. And, and even for people who, you know, my husband, he rather starved to death than eat like escarole, but um, it was something that was so good and it was so uh, filling and it it wasn't, you know, you're not looking at it and go, oh, this is good for me. It must, you know, must taste awful because it was really good. So you can really make food that's delicious and, and appetizing to look at and healthy. And it doesn't have to be a punishment. It could be something joyful to eat this and look at it and know that in you're also doing something really good for your body as well. But, you know, I was was laughing on your blog because you do live in in LA and, and you could go out outside and pick an an orange from a tree. I mean, you're really healthier, but, but (laughs) you you mentioned camel milk in your blog and I can't think of one store New York City that has camel milk, not even the gift shop, not even the gift shop at the Bronx Zoo, let me tell you. And they have two camels. Um, But, you know, you have a, I think when you move out of a a city that it takes hard or it's more Mm -hmm. expensive, you know, Whole Foods is not, you know, you can get three things or you can get a hundred things. It's still the same $200. (laughs) I've never gotten, I've Mm -hmm. never left the store for anything, you know, that that's been like, gee, that's so little that I'm spending. So it's harder, I think, to find, although nowadays Uh it's getting easier to find than it was uh, years ago. But um, so let's, if we could um, get, get back to the basics. Um, How do we begin? Now I know sometimes getting on a healthy diet is so huge for a lot of people that, as I said, they'd rather just eat a cheeseburger. What are those little steps that let's say tomorrow that you can start to really start to get your life back uh, in in shape and, and get your mind and your body What's the first thing you should think about? You know, you say to eat the whole live foods, but should you make yeah. a shop list? But how do you do it? Do, yeah. Yeah. How do you, do you do make, it? How do you put Perfect that into action? Question. Yes. So basically you, um, what you do is you actually, what the most important thing is to wake up in the morning and make sure you have water and adding lemon to it is massive. It's been around for centuries. So it's very cleansing. We are dehydrated when we wake up in the morning. And most of us just jump right into coffee or um, breakfast. But we don't drink enough. We don't hydrate ourselves enough. So that is a huge issue these days. We are very dehydrated. And we definitely need water to flush out the toxins. Because we are, we are very toxic. So... That is one thing that I preach a lot and is very simple and can change your life. If you have three 16-ounce glasses of water with lemon throughout the day, it's fabulous. Um, It's an easy thing to, and you'll notice a difference right away. Then secondly, it is removing as 
slowly or as quickly as you want the sugar out of your diet. And that means the processed sugars that we all know about. Um, That means looking at the labels of things. And if it has more than five grams of sugar per serving, that's a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. So, and just being aware of where that sugar is coming from. If sugar is the first item on the, on the label, you know, we know that this is going to be a lot of sugar. So sugar is really inflammatory. It's removing the inflammatory foods. It's the sugar. I know everybody's been talking crazy about the gluten as well. Um, Gluten is inflammatory only because wheat is raised differently these days. And we put gluten into the products to make them bigger and fluffier because Americans want bigger and fluffier foods and breads. And then also taking out the anything processed as much as possible. I know that, and dairy, dairy is a big problem these days and it causes so many issues with digestion and sinus and it's very inflammatory. So, oh no, oh no, you had to, know, you said that, you had to add cheese. that, Alyssa. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, yes, as I, I laugh because I'm an utter failure. I have to, I have to have, you know, like tea, I have to put milk in it and I, I just, dairy, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people would have trouble um, and, and the nut milk isn't, it doesn't do anything That's for good. me. That's good, it no. doesn't do, because no. nowadays, well, there's a new, there's a new almond milk on the, on the market, there's a new market. Almond milk coming to town. It's um, it's called. It's in a really beautiful bottle, and it's absolutely fabulous. Um, Califia is the name of it, and it is a little bit creamier than some of the milks that have been on the market, um, which have been just totally watery. Um, there's cashew milk now in Whole Foods. There's yeah. hemp milk. Mm-hmm. Um, there is organic soy. If you're you know okay with the soy, I mean it's great because it has protein and. Um, but yes, that dairy, I mean, if you're doing a splash of organic milk in your coffee, not a big deal, but if you're eating cheese and, you know, having a lot of dairy and a lot of milk, it's, it is really inflammatory. If you just remove those things for five days, your body can reset itself. I mean, I do a soup cleanse that I started a year ago, um, in January and, I cook and deliver to about 30 plus people in Los Angeles twice a month because that's that's all I can manage. And it's all like there's no gluten, no dairy, no sugar. It's a little bit of um, stevia in my stuff because that's a that's a one sugar. If you get 100 percent pure stevia, it bypasses the gut bacteria. Like when we eat sugar, we produce more bad bacteria in our gut. So stevia at this moment, with all the research, we don't know what's going to happen in a year from now, but it is the one that doesn't at, doesn't create more bad bacteria in our gut, which our gut is the immune, you know, a huge amount of our immune system, seventy percent. So how, how about coconut sugar? Serotonin. How about coconut? That's fa- that's a low glycemic okay. um, sugar, so it's okay. Again, within moderation, honey is just within moderation. Maple um, sugar? Maple sugar? Maple within moderation. Okay. If it's, you had to add that. You had to add that. Because all those things do create more bad bacteria in the gut. If it's sugar, it's going to, but again, you know, it's, it's okay to have it um, just not on a daily basis. That's the thing. We have to, you know, mix up our diet and get different nutrients. So, 
that's a, for me it's it's really that simple i mean this soup cleanse is more vegan but it does have a bone broth on it um and people are different in five days from just eating salads and healthy soups it's like over 45 vegetables different vegetables on the soup cleanse for the five days um we do like a little detox tonic which is for the gut with a little aloe vera. I mean, I don't know if your listeners would know about these things and coconut kefir, which is fermented coconut water and lemon and ginger. And we do a liquid probiotic in there and we did homemade protein bars and turmeric lattes and fermented veggies. This is like, it's a really fun cleanse because it, and it's a lot of food. See, I'm always worried like people are going to gain weight because it's sometimes it's a lot more than what people are used to eating, but nobody has ever put on weight. They mostly always lost and they sleep better and they're more energized and just the five days and they've removed those inflammatory foods. So it, you know, there's a lot of services these days that are, and also all over the country for delivering like healthy produce with a recipe. That's been a big deal. If you, I, I find those like a, there's like blue apron and, there's many yeah, no, different we have that. delivery we have that services, here. right? We have that here in New York, but I'm moving to LA. That's it. I'm just taking I don't know if they come to New York City, although yeah. um, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to, I'm going to move out there so they can, um, in fact, I'm going to move <laughs> next door to you. I'm not even going to have a delivery. Just you just come over for dinner for meals. Well, yeah. Alyssa, Alyssa Goodman, I can speak I'm to you for absolutely. I am a foodie. I, I, I just, I really have to have food taste good. So I'm definitely, and there are ways to do it. Easy, easy, simple ways to make like these healthy, maybe vegan or, you know, there's all these cheeses out there that are yummy these days that are cashew or almond based that you wouldn't think would be good, but they are absolutely, they're at Whole Foods. One of the almond cheeses, Kite Hill, and it's like a cheese spread and you can put it on your bagel, your gluten-free bagel and you know, avocado and a slice of tomato and off you go. And it's so far superior. Did the, did the word than, bagel, did the word bagel just come out of your mouth? I cannot it did. believe this. It did. So Alyssa, unfortunately we are out of time, but I'm going to have you back on again because there's so many things, you know, that we want to talk about the mental, the physical, the spiritual, it's all, it's all yeah. added together, but I encourage everyone <laughs> to uh, buy your book, Cancer Hacks. I think it's a, it's a wonderful, uh, the, the, what the whole title Cancer Hacks, uh, which is on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. The, the yes, Kindle your... and paperback. Okay, and uh, Cancer Hacks, a holistic guide to overcoming your fears and, and healing cancer. And I'm sure what you say in there is good for everyone, whether you have cancer or not, because we all want to yeah. prevent it uh, in any case. Uh, so, and tell us where we can find you listeners so i am i have a website and a blog and it's um, alissagoodman.com i'm on instagram and all the social media of course because uh, we all have to be um but yes i have i every week i put out a healthy tip and a healthy recipe um so i love i love doing the blog and um you can also reach me at alissa at alissagoodman.com if any of your listeners have questions or concerns, I am so open to helping anybody. That's just been my love and my passion. I think that's why I feel so good because I have a passion and a purpose in my life. And I feel really lucky that I get to help people 
in some simple ways. Um, so just change their life for the better. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful attitude. You're a wonderful person. And you're, as I said, everyone just look at her picture on the website and in her book, and you'll see that it's all, it works because you're just beautiful inside and out. So come back again. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I would love to. For being Thank with you. us. Jane, you know that it's 90 degrees here too. Yeah, but you have, you can, you can go out and pick some fruit. We can't, we can't right. do anything. <laughs> we can't swim. We it's can't do anything. Weather, it's like, it is insane weather. So, but I don't know. I, I think the whole universe you know, is, so that's why we have to take care of ourselves and let yes, the rest will exactly. we'll take point. care of. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So everyone, uh, please stay with us on the other side of the break. I'll be speaking with Jason Kim, the man behind the most recognizable celebrity smiles. Don't go away. We'll be right back. As listeners of our iHeartRadio talk show know, Jane Wilkins Michael is one of the foremost experts on all things health, beauty, and fitness. Jane has just released her highly anticipated new book, Long Live You, a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before. In it, she shares a collection of advice, tips, and personal antidotes, along with lifestyle suggestions from some of the world's top beauty, health, and fitness experts, many of whom have been interviewed on this show. Are you hoping to make positive health decisions, improve your emotional well-being, establish a support system, give something back to your community and the world? Jane's new book will help you look years younger and also live a longer, healthier, happier, and more beautiful life. You can order Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before at your local bookstore or at Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com where it's available for delivery or as an ebook, Or go to Jane's website, janewilkinsmichael.com. Now, back to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael Show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins-Michael and Better Than Before. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I'm here with Lori, as always. And now I want to introduce you to a very special guest, Jason Kim. He is dubbed the Picasso of his field as he is an artist who has been developing groundbreaking techniques in dental ceramics for more than 20 years. From movie and TV screens to Broadway and music stages, he is responsible for countless celebrity teeth. But Jason isn't the dentist who applies the veneers and crowns that create the perfect smiles. Instead, he is the master ceramist who painstakingly creates each tooth by hand. He is in such demand. He has laboratories that span from New York City to Dubai, and we're happy to have him right here with us right now. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us. Hi, I'm glad to be here, Jane. So, you know, I've, I've read about you in magazines like Departures and W. You've been in the New York Times as well as on the CBS Morning News, you know, just to name a few small media outlets. So you are a celebrity in your own right. So, <laughs> they're, so, they're, they're, not, so. Only, not only do you make all this, the celebrities smile, but you are one as well. So, um, you know, before we talk about how you create the perfect smile, let's, if you will, let's start 
talking about the uh, importance of smiling to begin with. Uh, and I talk about this frequently. You know, there's so many pluses. First of all, you know, it sends a message to your brain that you're happy, even if you're not, and, and your brain sends out those feel-good endorphins. And it's contagious, the good kind, as it makes other people happy too. It can make you more attractive. It can de-stress you, again, by creating those positive endorphins. And it can lead to laughter. And as I always say, nobody can be depressed when they're laughing. And also... Right. Uh, Jason, a patient you worked with wrote a book called The Power of Smile. From your professional point of view, is it true that people in general feel better and more confident when they're comfortable with their smile and 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 smiling? Yes, uh, it, it's one thing that um, your smile actually represents you. It's uh, it's a part of your lifestyle. Uh, I think that if someone it's not confident about smiling. It's uh, it's very bad for uh, your social life, actually, because it kind of limits you to become who you are. So, it's having great smile is is the most important thing that I think. And also, you know, they say seventeen muscles contract. Uh, when you smile, and forty-two when you frown. So a smile makeover is also anti-aging. There you go. Yeah, absolutely right. For that yeah, reason yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, Jason, as we know, one of the reasons people don't smile is that they don't have nice teeth, right? So let's talk about what you do. You are a master ceramist. And why is this different from being, say, a, a dental technician or just an ordinary ceramist? You are a master. Oh, you know, it, 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 modern dentistry, well, I would say that about 20 years they emphasizing about uh, smile is uh, being part of the aesthetic uh, more so than ever uh, because you years ago like you're doing a dentistry is, uh, because you 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 want to just eat right the teeth functions correctly but nowadays teeth are part of the uh, your feature your your aesthetic your smile actually brings you the brightness into uh, your life and representing yourself. And what happens is that uh, when the artistry goes into the making smile better, and it's a lot of material science goes in there to uh, better ceramic material, to make it look like a lifelike, and you know all that good features the ceramic skills has to go in there. It's, it's an artistry. But what happens is the dentists are not... Uh, kind of part of our industry. They're more towards a, a science expert to make you uh, write a restoration in the mouth. But I think this ceramist is much more towards into understanding what the aesthetic uh, uh, it should be in the patient's mouth. So uh, mastering uh, this part of the aesthetic field is we need to get trained in much uh, in ceramic artistry, plus the, we need to understand, as a ceramist, I need to understand uh, much of the dental science part also. So when it gets too combined in there, uh, it becomes, uh, uh, I would say, maybe world-class uh, ceramist to serve the industry, maybe, yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. But, you know, and to your point, Jason, you're considered a beauty consultant to the patient and, and for the doctor. So many things are taken into consideration. And just like uh, when you see someone who's perhaps had a bad facelift and, and they look like they've had a facelift, you know, they just look older with a facelift. You know, how many times have we seen people with these huge chiclet teeth that you say, those aren't theirs. And so I think what you do is to make it as natural as possible, uh, just like, you know, the, the, the plastic surgeons, the best plastic surgeons, you just look better. You, you can't point to it and say, gee, what's different? But you, you just look better. And I think that's, that's the point. So what are some of the things that, what are patients uh, looking for? You know, the color, what are their concerns about uh, their teeth? Most of concern is actually uh, uh, shape and the color together. Uh, shape part is, uh, 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 you know, when, when you make a certain shape or recovering the shape that belongs to the patient, is, is best is to, uh, to improve the uh, shape of the patient's one's teeth that it doesn't lose the character of that person. Uh, sometimes when you get a dental restoration done and then they change to a totally new shape and then patient look at themselves, they say, oh, you know, it's not me, it's not me, you know. Right. And that's where it all comes from. So a uh, better restoration is to kind of enhance the look of what they have. So, so correcting the defects of sort of like a tooth wear or some of the uh, uh, malalignment areas that you could put it together in the arch, but you don't lose the character of the tooth shape of one patient had. I mean, unless someone, nature makes mistakes sometimes. So maybe patient comes in with a look like a, a very big gentleman, but it has a, like a baby teeth in there. Okay, then you have to change the total shape to fit that person, but it's it's more likely finding the, the natural blend of the shape that it goes together uh, that's enhancing the look. That is the shape part. Now, on the color part, is uh, it's a very difficult. Many patients actually, uh, uh, in their mind, they want to have a very like white white color, but when you're really emphasizing having a white color is going to look good, sometimes it's a false. Uh, ideas it gives to the clinicians or dental ceramist that becomes a too much of opacity or too much of the, uh, the different tones goes in there and then it looks really uh, uh, false teeth looking and all of that. So there are some, uh, in, even in white ceramics there are different tones in there because some person needs a warmer tone, some person needs a, a cooler tone. Uh, different types of a white ceramics actually fits into the certain color of skin or hairstyles they have, you know. So it needs a, a, a little bit of adjustment to the everyone's needs. It's not like a one type of a restoration of the color that's going to fit everyone to make it look good. I mean, sometimes they have a... I mean, I had these types of patients too. Like, like, we made a nice set of teeth and it looks really good and nice, translucent white and all of that. Now, this person all of a sudden went out there and got a lip, lip augmentation or a lip or got much fuller lip. And then, and then the patient came back and says, oh, my teeth are not, doesn't look nice. It looks gray or it doesn't look nice. 
And I said to uh, and I and I say because of your lip environment has changed, that it catches a more shadow onto your teeth because the lip is further out now. Now teeth looks a little gray. You see, so so the environment of the uh, lip area, lip environment changes how it looks on the teeth too. So now the modern the fashionably that you want to make a nice and white teeth, now it has to kind of fit into the coloring also. Right, the whole, the whole person, right. Yeah. There isn't just a one, you know, one size fits all. I mean, everybody has different, their faces are different. They're, as you said, the color is different. I mean, you have to right. judge it by the, the person, not just, you know, stock size. And, you know, you mentioned that nature makes mistakes. Well, one of the biggest mistakes nature makes is that it makes us get older. <laughs> I can't, you know, as you get older, I can't say anything. You know, everything sort of drops and, uh, you know, including, you know, as I said, I have an hourglass figure, but all the sand has sunk at this point. But, um, and, yeah. and the other other um, the other thing that happens is your teeth tend to get a little more uh, maybe yellow your gums seem to either recede or they're you know they're showing in between your teeth I mean something kind of happens to your mouth as you get older as well right so it's not it's called the food aging. Yeah, yeah the food you eat it's called the aging process right yeah, yeah. so that so can you do something about that <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, you do uh, actually. Um, you do um, something yeah. about it. You're unfortunately, trying. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, that it, 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 like we all get older. I mean, uh, you know, so so teeth that that you have it in you, uh, you use it every day. Uh, there's a wear and tear going on. Uh, teeth also ages too, uh, just as you you're aging outside. Uh, so there are. Uh, changes uh, in like teeth aging because you wear down to the enamels and sometimes uh, you know a lot of people have these different habits we call the part of function habits and one person chew on one side and you know uh, uh, there's a uh, teeth grinding or the clinchings or there's a lot of uh, stress it gives and it does a lot of damaging to the teeth but it's all part of the uh, tooth wear now when uh, when uh, if when you have like tooth loss, like we call it enamel loss, like tooth loss. Mm-hmm. When it becomes like a more than like a one third of your tooth being lost, it's not in the length anymore. And what it does is that it actually changes uh, the, the structure of uh, inside your mouth because when you lose a tooth. Tooth loss, sort of like when you wear them down, and actually inside your mouth, your bone and tissue actually moves down. So it actually it changes your facial structure also. So that's a that's actually teeth wearing is a contributing to the facial anatomy that you know when we actually get older. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean anti aging. Let's say if you want to get that back, stop that process like slowly is it's something that you're going to have to look for to restore uh, some of the restorations that nowadays they have a very uh, minimal invasively done uh, adding on to the tooth structure that you lost and you do the rehabilitation like that and while you have your own tooth structure very strong and I think I think that will kind of uh, make your tooth structure last longer than 
you keep on grinding your teeth, you're wearing down your tooth down. So, so Jason, yeah. what is a, a veneer? Now, years ago, when you think of their caps, and caps just fit over, you, you take out the, you grind it down to a little tiny thing and you put it over. But a, a veneer, you just put over your own tooth, almost like a false nail, correct? Yes, it's a very thin uh, ceramics. Uh, it goes on to the veneering means it's just veneers on the front of the teeth. That's why, why they call it veneering. Uh, uh, but nowadays, like it's just a veneering, it's not just for the cosmetic. Uh, we call that a bonded uh, ceramic techniques. It can be veneers, it can be crowns, it can be partial crowns, it can be anything. Wherever you needed the tooth structure loss, that you could actually replace it with the ceramic as a bonding technique addition on it. And then, and then we could actually restore your mouth in very minimal invasive way, you see. So you don't need, when people think of it, that you don't need the, the entire mouth done. You might just need one tooth or you might need something that is minimal, you know, just something, a tooth that maybe is bothering you, like a smaller tooth, as you said with the man, you know, who walked in. Somebody somebody has a, a, a little tiny tooth that just never grew in and it's a little teeny thing. So you can just make it bigger and that will really make you mentally. I think the, the mentally, if you if you feel better, you're going to look better too. And, and this all helps, you know, so. Yeah. When they, when, they, when they do this, actually, you know, I mean, sometimes like a, only because you want to have a longer teeth to look good, sometimes you cannot just put the veneering on and make it look longer because it's a part of your chewing pattern, chewing habits goes in there. Maybe you cannot afford that longer tooth on your chewing habits. So I think best thing to do is you got to get really good clinician and the ceramics together to look at it to rebuild your chewing patterns according to that to uh, you know, aesthetically improving your smile. So it's not sometimes it's just the one tooth, the two teeth going to make you look better. It, it involves the pretty much uh, whole process. Yeah. So, but the way you work is that you would go to your dentist and uh, either a cosmetic dentist or regular dentist, and then they would uh, consult you, correct? Yes, I mean, many many patients now. Now we're in the we're in the generation of a lot of uh, uh, sort of like a first and second generation of veneering they have done a long time ago. Now they're all being redone. You know, many years ago they had a pretty much uh, basic ceramic skills and what they put it on. Now it's the second times when they do. Usually, uh, these are the patients they already have done before, and they're looking for, uh, they know they need to get a great uh, clinician, of course, but they know they need to get a, a, a very master level of ceramist to do the job. So what they do is they actually, you know, they research, you know, go into the Internet and research who's the best ceramist or who can do the really good job and stuff. So, so I mean, I'm being contacted many times like that, too, yeah. So they can ask for you. In other words, you can go to your yes. clinician and say that you want um, Jason uh, Kim to do your to to make the, the actual teeth, which is the most important many, part. Yeah, many, <laughs> I think many times it happens like that. 
that, that's the most important part, right? It's not even putting it on. It's the making it to make them look as natural and, and beautiful as possible. And I, I've seen people with your smiles and they're absolutely, they're beautiful. Yeah, maybe, maybe if someone is doing it, maybe you want to know who's making it, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, next time go, if you see someone with beautiful teeth, I guarantee you they'll say, oh, Jason made them. <laughs> so there you go. I, I remember once I said to someone, we were talking and she goes, if you like my nose, you can have it. It's Dr. Schwartz. He made my nose. <laughs> So, but, you know, Jason, you mentioned also chewing and eating, which, you know, we have to do every day and certain things stain and, and, uh, you know, make your teeth look a little dingier than than they should, perhaps. Uh, What are some, are the tips and small enhancements that perhaps you can suggest that maybe before they they get the the, uh, veneers or crowns, uh, what would you suggest to keep them or even after, because again, you don't want to stain them. Uh, what what are some of the little tips that you can suggest that will keep your teeth and your gums looking um, beautiful? I, I think that you, I mean, most of the, you know, the, like people, patients, they're actually taking care of themselves. So they, they have a regular visits to a dentist and you know, regular cleanings and, you know, all that stuff done. And maybe uh, if you're thinking of getting like cosmetic makeover or improving your smile or color and all of that is maybe uh, um, maybe you do like a home bleaching kit you could get and do some bleachings first, you know, mm-hmm. and then whiten the teeth just a little bit to see how it is. And then uh, you could go and visit uh, a dentist. Then you know uh, shape change or all the other problems. They still need a restoration done, but you are already have whitened uh, some teeth a little bit, so you'll you get see a how it looks. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Rather now, than, think... yeah, rather uh, than you go to the dental office, they say, you know, I'm gonna get a cosmetic, you know, you know, ceramics and laminates. I want it to be done, and then they'll say that, oh yeah, we have to bleach your lower teeth first, and this and this. So it, it kind of you know redundant work. So you could do that first now. Right. And very, very briefly, is there one like red wine and that does that stains, right? Or coffee? Is that um, beware and yeah. brush your teeth after that? No, actually, ceramic doesn't stain. Okay. So that, but like natural. when you get the veneers, the ceramic doesn't stain like stain. natural. So if it's done right, then it'll be, it'll be good. You can eat anything yeah. you want and drink anything you want. That's another plus. <laughs> So all the red wine. Don't worry. Don't worry, everyone. You can drink the red wine. Just go see Jason. Jason, on that note, where can our listeners find you? Pardon? And where can they find you? Those um, And you also you have know, a book. Just meant say what your book is. I mean, you could visit my website, jasonjkim.com. Okay. So there'll be uh, there's this way to find it, and then you could just Google like ceramist. Oh, uh, you can just Google Jason J. Kim and then whatever comes up. And we'll find you. You're the first one. Yeah. You're first. It, uh, you, you Google your name and you have like 100,000 pages on Google. So no, don't worry about it. Everyone will be able to find you, I'm sure. And everyone do buy, do buy his book too. It's on his site. Uh, everyone, and Jason, thank you so much for being with us. Everyone, that's our show. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you again. Laurie, as always, you're with us. We love you. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins-Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? 
Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.